0: You are listening to episode 14 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. Do you ever wonder what sets those people that you totally admire, the ones that are crushing it in their business, in their lives, as mothers and wives and entrepreneurs and are making great income, have an amazing following, what are they doing that sets them apart from the rest? How are they stepping in to the land of high performance where they are operating at a higher level than so many of us. Well, today we have an incredibly special guest on. The Anna Renderer, the host of Pop Sugar Fitness is going to be on scaling up today. She is a successful entrepreneur, a high performance coach, and she's a new mom. She's a wife and she just is killing it. In the online space, she has over two and a half million YouTube followers on her pop sugar fitness channel. She has built a women's lifestyle brand called the sexy confident life. And she has created a movement to empower women to elevate their mental, their physical, their emotional habits and behaviors to live out their greatest potential. What is better than that? And Anna has built this successful online business through her weekly podcasts, her monthly magazine, her online courses, her membership programs, and her high performance immersion retreats. And I've been on one of them and it's amazing. So Anna's so passionate about teaching both in the space of high performance living and business development and health and fitness. And helping others just achieve their greatest potential, but also freedom and success. So I am honored to have her on. She's become an incredibly good friend of mine. We had her husband, Vito Lafada, on episode 10, talking all about how to monetize your following. And now we're having his better half, if I do say so myself, the Anna Renderer Lafada on our episode today. You guys have seen her on Pop Sugar Fitness. You've Admired her from a distance. It's now time to get to know her up close and personal. You are going to fall in love with this woman as much as I have over the last handful of years and get excited. Get a notebook because she goes deep into high performance. Like you are going to take your life, your business, you're elevating things after this episode. So sit down and enjoy and let's get to the show. Okay. So we have the Anna. Renderer on our podcast today, and you guys probably know her from Pop Sugar Fitness. She's a really good friend of mine, and I totally admire her. She's pretty new mom, and she is wife to Vito Lafada, who we had on a previous episode. So I am so pumped to have her on today because I feel like she is a master of high performance. And Anna, our tribe first of all, most of them already know you and love you, but the ones that don't are going to fall in love with you. And I am just so happy to have you here. So thanks for coming on Scaling Up.
1: Thank you, Liz. It's such an honor to be on here and chat with your audience, because I know the things that you've been doing in your career and how massively influential you are. So it's just a privilege to be here and to chat chat with you guys about some high performance.
0: Yeah, that's our topic today. We're diving in deep to the concept and the practice of being a high performer. And what does that mean? What does that look like when you actually put it into practice and mm-hmm. have it become a part of your everyday life. So you're who I think of when I think of a woman who is crushing it in entrepreneurship, motherhood, as a wife. And in all of those arenas, you're living in high performance. And so few people ever really embrace that. They want to do it. They read about it. They listen to podcasts on it. Mm -hmm. But then they wonder, how does that translate in my everyday life? So before we go deep in that, I want the audience to know a little bit more about you and where you got your start. Like where did you get your start in the fitness world? Because we all see you and as the host of Pop Sugar Fitness with <laughs> yeah. over two and a half million viewers on YouTube. Isn't it crazy? Like yeah. is that surreal to look at now?
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Because to be honest with you, seven years ago when I became the host of Pop Sugar Fitness, I was a struggling personal trainer who was looking for my big break. I was hustling, working four jobs and making paycheck to paycheck, barely making rent. And I was not working on my personal development. I had never really read a book by an influential personal development guru like Brendan Burchard or any of those guys. And I remember my first book was John Maxwell. And it was recommended to me by Vito because when I met Vito, he literally was like, Wait, <laughs> you don't read? <laughs> and I laughed because, you know, at the time that I met him, I was struggling on how I was going to make my next move in my career, how I was going to actually grow and advance and make some actual more money and earn some more freedom. I felt handcuffed to the hour to hour work that I was doing and I knew I was talented but Liz I was always looking out at what I wanted to do I wasn't looking inside at what I needed to do. Yeah. I think so often when we're stuck it's easy to like say oh she's got it all or oh I want that or oh I wish I had that break. Oh I wish I could do that. But we don't like look at ourselves and say how do I need to improve? Who do I need to become in order to do that? And even though I had just started hosting Pop Sugar Fitness, I had so much growth to do. I had so much work to do on myself. And it wasn't until I actually met Vito, which is really hilarious that he's actually, he would love to claim.
0: Of course he would.
1: for, (laughs) For my growth. But he was well read and he also had been following Brendan Burchard for a few years. And he took me with him on that journey of high performance for the very first time. And it was that big slap in the face. And I realized, wow, Anna, you haven't done anything to really improve who you are inside. And Liz, that was the beginning of my whole journey in high performance. And the whole journey of being an entrepreneur and building a successful career and building a great audience and a loyal following and actually becoming the mom I am today and falling in love and having my dream house. I mean, it literally just started with me saying, I'm going to start reading and working on myself. That's it.
0: It's so funny. I was just having this conversation with my brother the other day, talking about career paths and how to know you know, you get that stress of like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. You're in your early twenties and you're like, do I want to be this? Or do I want to be that? Or will I get the job or will I find the person? And Mm -hmm. I just, we were talking and I said to him, you know, it's not about the goal, like stop trying to get to the goal or the thing and Mm -hmm. start becoming the person who achieves the goal. Then you'll get there. And it's such a humbling journey when you're starting out because you're so desperate to get there and you you see these other high performers and you're like envious of them or you admire them or whatever it is. And it feels like light years away, but seven years, like you said, like when you started with pop sugar, seven years ago, seven years is a flash in the pan Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. And you've been kind of building that and cultivating that and becoming that person who. Has that kind of following and who, who develops that kind of influence and makes that kind of impact in the world? So it's such a cool mm-hmm. thing to hear how it all just started with making that one choice to nurture yourself and read the yeah. books and become the person. Yeah. So yeah. tell us more about, because I know people will want to know. Pop Sugar, it seems like such a glamorous, really cool thing. Like so many people are. <laughs> watching you doing your workouts and following your journey. So tell us a little bit more about what it was like to step into the limelight like that and how it's affected your life and what you've learned from, from that experience with pop sugar.
1: I would love to, you know, pop sugar definitely was my big break. If I ever had one, you know, it was that opportunity that I had been preparing for for years because before I got that opportunity with pop sugar, I had been doing my little YouTube videos and started my own YouTube channel. And I had my little flip camera that I was using on a tripod by myself in the parks. And when I got that opportunity to interview with them, I had practiced you know a little bit on camera, even though I looked like a robot and it was super uncomfortable so just so people know nobody 's good at video in the beginning. you are always going to be awkward and uncomfortable, and it 's going to seem like very robotic but now it 's like natural it 's like second nature. I think I have more than one hundred thousand hours no i don 't know, but I have a lot of hours on camera, not just for pop sugar but even for my own brand. And they were that platform that just gave me that opportunity to do what I love. And I love teaching fitness. It's how I started my career. It's really what I'm passionate about when it comes to, you know, making an impact in people's lives. I really want to help people enjoy what they do in the in the workout room. I hate workouts that make me feel like it's never going to end. This is so hard and painful. Please make it stop. Like I'm not the kind of person that's why all my workouts on pop sugar are like a balance of hard and then a little easy and then a little harder and then a little easy because I believe in that flow of enjoying what you're doing. And that's why I feel like, you know, me and pop sugar were a great fit because they loved my personality. They liked my style of training and our audience resonated with it really well but pop sugar was just the platform. It wasn't a business. It was a way for me to get exposure, Liz, but I realized early on that at any moment, pop sugar could pull the plug on me Mm -hmm. at any moment. They could say like, okay, Anna, we're going to fill in with this other host. You're all set. You know, we only had two year contracts at a time and they had an option for the second year. So it was always just like a one year commitment really on their part to keep me in there. And I knew that it wasn't something I owned. It was just something borrowed. It was borrowed exposure and it was hourly rate. So I'm getting paid by the hour, not by the client or by the follower. So as we grew, I stayed the same if that's all I did. And so I decided I had to grow, I had to expand, I had to offer different things. I had to create my own platform and really start to feel like, okay, all this exposure is leading to more for me so that I'm not just at the same place, doing the same thing, making the same amount, but now growing this massive audience for what, you know? And, and that's something to think about too. As like all these YouTubers are out there and people have hundreds of thousands of people on Instagram. You're like, what do you offer? Like, are you monetizing that other than the advertisers that could pull the plug on you too? Because not all of us own the assets that we're working on or own the businesses we're working for. And that's something to recognize. And I looked at my life at the time and I said, I want to own my my own business so that I don't have somebody pulling the plug on me. And Pop Sugar. I had to use it for everything it was, which was the ability to do what I love, get exposure to the people I wanted to serve, and then be able to funnel more of those people towards my offers and the things that that I do outside of just the workout room.
0: Amen, first of all. And second of you, all, <laughs> that's exactly, it's so funny. That's what Vito and I were talking about on episode 10 of Scaling Up was this concept of you know, you're not going and bringing your followers to the bank and saying, "Hey, bank, here's my hundred thousand <laughs> followers. Can I have that translated into dollars, please?" I and, wish. Right. <laughs> and if your YouTube channel or your Instagram account got shut down tomorrow, what would you have that is yours, that you mm-hmm. own, that's mm-hmm. not just rented space? So it's mm-hmm. so smart that you're you've funneled people into your own personal brand, mm-hmm. which I love your brand. I love Thank what you do on Pop Sugar, but I love your brand and the sexy, confident life that you've built out. And I want people to understand that more and what it took to start to understand that concept that, okay, I have this platform that's great. I'm going to run with that, but it's exposure and it's rented space. I need to create something of my own. It's not just about where can I funnel these followers so I can make money it's about how am i making my impact on the world because mm-hmm. if that plug got pulled from you you'd lose your stage and you wouldn't be able to live your purpose and make that impact which right. often does translate into dollars which is kind of the bonus but the the true yeah. gift is really the fact that you get to serve your people so how are you serving your people through your brand tell us more about sexy confident life what it's all about and kind of how you started to segue into that
1: yeah i mean You're right, Liz. Doing what you love and serving and being rewarded for that is the American dream nowadays. It's not just getting a job, going to college, and then, like, you know, earning an income. It's no longer the dream that I believe is out there. It's like, can I do what I love and earn an income doing that? I just had that conversation with my sister. And when I realized that I loved helping people in that, transformation of their life from either tired, um, unhealthy, lacking energy, lacking motivation. And if I could inspire them to like move and to get themselves fired up to enjoy taking care of their body, then that was like the first step, right? That's why pop sugar was so powerful. But I realized that like the workout is just the small sliver of, of change that I can help someone make. I knew that I could help someone in so many other ways because I kept learning. Like I said, I started learning about how to take better care of myself and how to grow within that as I learned more and more of that, I couldn't help but share it, right? Because you can't not teach if you are a natural teacher. I'm a natural teacher. I love teaching. And so every time I got better and learned more, I wanted to share it and I wanted to teach it. And that's why learning high performance was passion of mine that I turned into a business because if I became a high performer, I felt like everyone should become a high performer. Why not? Right? We all need it in our life. So Sexy Confident Life was combining my passion and my love for health and fitness with my passion and my love for high performance. And together, I believe that if you can live a high performance life, you need health and fitness, but you also need all these other things to have heightened and sustained levels of confidence and joy and full engagement in your life. And so living a sexy confident life is that it's taking care of yourself so that you can live with more joy, confidence, and full engagement. And that's a simple way of putting it right. <laughs> but yeah. That is why I wanted to create other products off of just workout videos, because no matter how many times you press play on your workout video, It doesn't really change your thoughts and your behaviors in other areas of your life that actually control and dictate how often you press play and how often you say, I'll have the salad with salmon versus the burger and fries. It's how often you wake up in the morning and say, I love myself versus I hate you. You're ugly. Somebody who works out doesn't mean that they're taking good care of themselves. And I wanted someone to really take care of themselves. Like Living a sexy, confident life is waking up and truly taking care of yourself from the inside out. That's when I know that you are that sexy, confident woman.
0: I love that. So many people need that because we're disillusioned into thinking that if we just eat the salad and we just push play, that magically our minds are going to change. And that mm. it, that's why it's always are so often a short-term thing for people. Like they kill it for 30 days on their workouts or their nutrition plan, but then they gain it all back a month later because they never got to the root cause of why they were putting on weight in the first place or that self-loathing when they look in the mirror, even though they go push play anyway. So that's such a powerful thing. And it makes me think of, you you and I were kind of talking about courage before we started recording this episode. And I'd love for you to to dive into that a little bit because I feel like it's so relevant to no matter who our listener is, whether they haven't figured out how to build their own business quite yet, but they know that they're being called to something more in their lives, or they have this purpose, or they're they're running a multi million dollar organization successfully, or anything in between. Mm. There has to be this courage that comes from within where you realize, okay not only do I feel like I'm called to something more, but I'm willing to go after it and I'm willing to take that risk and to believe in myself. So I would love for you to elaborate on that because I feel like you do it so well.
1: Courage is one of my favorite topics, Liz. And I think I was sharing that with you uh, before because it is something that really holds us back. You know, if we lack the courage, then we kind of, you know, feel like every step is so difficult. You know, it's not like we're just flying through these hurdles and and leaping and jumping. And and I mean, we're gonna have so many hurdles in our life. But when you have more courage, you're just in stride. You're just like, boom, hurdle, let me take a step. I used to hurdle and track. That's why I (laughs) reference that. (laughs) But the reason we don't have as much courage is because of our fears right and in high performance we talk about not just trying to be fearless it's more about let me go beyond my fear let me master fear if we have a true understanding of fear and the things that we're fearful of then we can overcome it we can like almost move beyond it and get more conscious of our real deep underlying motivations If we're more connected to what motivates us and we're more understanding of the things that we fear, we're going to be like hurtling, hurtling over all of those challenges and obstacles. So, you know, one of the things that I always talk about are four different types of fear. We talk about this in high performance, the fear of rejection. So many people have that fear, right? It's like, oh no, you know, like... Am I going to be accepted? Do I feel validated? But really we're looking at everyone else's feedback as either a personal attack or a rejection, but really other people's opinions shouldn't dictate the way that we feel. So it's really understanding rejection. I'm talking about like master rejection, like get a clear understanding of what it is that you're afraid of, because if it's other people's feedback, That's something you got to work on. It's not a personal attack. It's not a validation. You almost have to say, I know who I am. I know who I want to be. I feel good about who I'm becoming. And no one else can tell me otherwise. So if their feedback isn't in alignment with what I believe and what I want, then it doesn't matter to me. I have to move beyond that. The fear that somebody will, you know, disagree or put me down or not validate what I said. We have to be okay that there will be that controversy, right, Liz? I mean, you probably hear that all the time. Is like, ooh, what if I say that? Will, will I be accepted? No one's approval is really needed if you're certain that you're living your authentic life, right? Definitely.
0: And making their thoughts your problem. Mm -hmm. is slowing you down, weighing you down. And what I've learned is chances are they're probably not thinking much about you anyway. You know, we fear this rejection that doesn't even really exist, which is so funny that we, we expend so much energy in the wrong places. Yeah, you
1: know what? This is the best line that Brendan ever, ever said about fear. He said, fear is our brain asking us to feel more emotionally comfortable in the face of difficult circumstances, so every time we're faced with a challenge, it makes us emotionally uncomfortable. Like we're, we're like, Ugh, mm, I don't know, and our brain is like, Ugh, reje- oh, fearful. I don't want to, I don't want to go there. But that's what we have to actually master and go beyond because that fear of rejection. It's like mm, we're uncomfortable with that feedback, right? We're emotionally uncomfortable with that because we're not secure in ourselves. The only way to get over rejection is to feel authentic in who you are and what you're doing. If you don't feel good about what you're doing and you don't feel good about who you are, you will absolutely care more about other people's opinions and you will let that hold you back. But if you can do the opposite, you're a free bird. You can do whatever you want to do.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Um, so... Keep going. Cause I'm eating. I myself. know. I, I,
1: well, no, I, it, like, I could go on and on, but you know, there's three other fears I want to mention because I think that there are things that are other areas of our fears that we got to overcome and master. One is that fear of ruin, that fear that, you know, Oh, if I take this leap, if I take on this business if i do this then i'm going to ruin everything right like my life is going to be ruined I, I, i'll go broke i'll go bankrupt i'll you know this will happen but in reality all the things that you take a chance on are just opportunities to learn and get better so you really you're you're really blowing it out of proportion unless really what you're going to do is going to ruin you i mean you can't be stupid in your life right you have to be smart about making the right decisions for your life for your family for things like that. But I know people that are afraid to put out a put up a blog because they're afraid that it's going to ruin their reputation at work. I'm like really? It's going to ruin your reputation? <laughs> really destroy you? You're going to get fired? What's going to happen? But it might be real. Like that could be real, right? So you've got to think about the reality of the situation and not let ruin hold you back. There's also that regret. And I like talking about regret with people. Mastering regret, because it can be a great motivator. If you think about your last days and you're about to transition, right, to the afterlife, are you on your bed saying, oh, I really wish that I did this in my life, that I said that to this person? And if you have regrets It can be a motivator because you can say, no, I'm not going to go down that way. I'm going to actually live my life so that at the end of my life, I have no regrets. I've been the person I want to be. I went for the things I wanted to do. I created the life that I dreamed about. And if you do that, you're like, I'm doing this today. Forget it. Like I'm taking action. But if you live with the regret where you're like, ooh, I wish I never did that. I failed there. I regret making that decision and you're holding on to the things that didn't go well and you're regretting past mistakes or failures. Well then that's going to kind of cripple you because you're going to be afraid of taking that next step forward. So if you live with more intention and more patience and more compassion in your life then you won't have regrets. You've got to think about letting go. Because it doesn't serve you any longer. We all know that. It's not something you can change. Instead, live today with more intention, with more patience and compassion, and you will be at the end of your life without regret. And I think that if you can do that, you'll stop fearing the regret. And then the last one, Liz, is responsibility. So many people fear responsibility, you know, taking on more might throw your life off balance, right? and put more duties on your plate. You might have to take ownership, which people fear. And and you got to get beyond that as well. And I have multiple things that I help people with, but you know, if you can take responsibility and you can ask yourself this question, if I knew I could handle it, the hardest goal I would start pursuing right now would be what? Because I think so many people Actually know they're capable of more, but they're like, Ooh, that's going to require more from me, you know? So I don't know if I want to go there with that. You know, I'm working full time. Do I want to start my own business? Do I want to actually go from just being an influencer, getting paid from advertisers to creating my own business and, and putting myself out there to people and actually leading other people? That's responsibility. Now it's like on you, right? And people fear that. But you have to say, can I handle it, right? Am I capable? That's a gut check. That's a gut check. Because don't hide behind the responsibility. You've got to step up and say, am I capable? If you are capable, then you'll step into it. And those are the big ones. I mean, those are the big four. You can master those, man. But I want to share this with your audience too, Liz is that high performance is a constant practice. I could say I'm living a high performance life because I'm in constant practice of these habits and behaviors, but I don't think we ever reach a place where we're just like, Oh, cool. I'm a high performer. Cool. I'm done. I'm just here. There's no here. It's like a constant progression of getting better and living even better in your life because you always have another level to go in your potential. And if you believe that, then you'll never stop learning. And that's why it's important to keep tapping into these podcasts and tapping into these elements of of courage, right?
0: So it's such a powerful statement. I think the one that stands out to me the most only because I feel like I lived it so intensely. i lived all four of those (laughs) intensely. I feel like we all do when we're kind of making that choice. Are we going to take that leap and face head on the things that have been holding us back up to this point? No matter what your situation is and the responsibility one like taking ownership i feel like that's the cherry on top like you can kind of work yeah. through the rejection and the ruin and the regret and then you get to the responsibility one and you you have this calling on your heart and you're like oh my god if i take this on this all falls back on me now and i'm going to have to face these things and take ownership of my life and move forward through them so let's yeah. assume someone like you does that okay they they move through those four things and they make that choice to step into high performance. And like you said, it is a practice. Like this is not something that you wake up and you decide, okay, I'm going to be a high performer. I'm just going to read some books and listen to some podcasts and that'll be enough. And that will, that will give me that title. It's not a title you own. Can you help that influencer who wants to make an impact or that person that wants to get that business off the ground or that mom that wants to figure out how to crush it as an entrepreneur, despite also being a mother and and still wants to crush it as a mom, like what are some things that people can put into practice to step into high performance and not just be someone who's growing a following or making a little extra money, but they're, they're making a powerful impact on the world. I love that because we need some action steps, right? Because it's one thing to work
1: through our own mental blocks, but then it's like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. And I always say, first and foremost, you've got to master your energy. One of the biggest things that we go through in high performance are all the different energy habits that we have. Because if your body isn't ready to show up for the day, you got nothing. You you know, your, your body and your mind, they're connected. Your brain is affected by how you treat your body. So you really have to master your energy. And you've got to get really, really diligent about it. So if you want to manage your life, you want to be productive, you want to get a lot done, you want to be an influencer, you want to create a lot of stuff, you want to check things off the list, whatever, you've got to show up every single day, not just show up dragging ass, you've got to show up like fully engaged, 100% there. I know that you're a new mom, I'm a new mom, and it's like, if we don't have our energy, we got nothing. I can't get on this podcast and crush it and be thinking straight and be bringing all these other ideas up out of nowhere. If I'm half asleep or if I'm living on caffeine and sugar, mm-hmm. so you got to get your health in order. And I always say that to people and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh. If you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't read enough books on how to master your energy because there's more than one way. There's more than just pressing play and moving your body. There's more than one way than just eating healthy. There's a lot of ways that you've got. you got to get your sleep. You've got to stay hydrated. You've got to meditate. You've got to clear your mind. You need to read. You need to fuel yourself with new oxygen. You've got to breathe deeply. You've got to stretch. You've got to do all these things. You know. And they don't have to all happen today. But if you were to ask yourself right now, what is one thing that I could do to be healthier tomorrow? And let me do it for the next 30 days. So if you could be your healthiest, Liz, you know, if you could be your healthiest by changing one habit, what would that be? Go do that. Like everybody listening needs to go do that. And if you can do that consistently, then you can start adding more things in. But you've got to ask yourself first and foremost, like, how am I taking care of myself and my energy? And it's not about weight. I think people get that mistaken with energy. It's like, it's not about health and fitness. Isn't just about your weight and your size. It is about your energy and how you show up. So energy is one. The second thing, the big thing I really believe is going to help people take to the next level when it comes to high performance is really getting clarity because you're disorganized. You are all over the map. If you're not really sure about what matters most to you, you can go ahead and design whatever kind of life you want if you're clear on what's most important. Not just for you, but important for your family. And if you look at all the different elements of your life, like what matters most when it comes to my income? What do I value most about family time? What do I value about travel? What do I value about my personal health? My All those things. Because just like I said in the beginning of this podcast, Vito has designed his life Way different than me. He likes to work all the time. Actually, I I mentioned this to a friend of mine. Actually, this wasn't even on this podcast, but he loves to work all the time. And I have to actually position other elements that that are valued by him to get him out of work. But me, I don't. I don't like to work all the time. I love taking time to go out to my garden and pick flowers. I like to sew. I like to paint. I like to write poetry. I like to do other things that Vito doesn't care about, right? He doesn't have those kinds of hobbies. He likes music and he likes writing and he likes creating business content. I'm like, I love that about him. But you've got to know what matters most to you. So you design that life and you're not working towards something that you'll be unhappy with later on down the line. So you're building what matters into your life. Clarity is really big. Does that resonate with you, Liz, with what you've built for your life?
0: You're hitting the nail on the head and it's evidence that you're my people because hey. the, the two things you just mentioned are like the foundation or the cornerstone of how I mentor my people
1: mm.
0: is, wow. and if you go back in the beginning episodes of my podcast, it's the reason that they were the first few episodes, the topic that it was optimizing your energy, I think was episode four. And we break down all the different things that high performers do to optimize their energy. Cause if you don't have, if you, if your temple is crumbling, what do you have? Mm. Nothing. Mm. And then I think episode two was casting the vision and getting clarity for where you ultimately want to go and what you want your life to look like. So yes, it resonates with me and it's like spot on. And to me, that is exactly the point. Like people who are living in high performance, they all do things maybe differently and their and goal might be different and their mission, of course, all different, but they're doing the same things. Like they cannot skip those steps. They can't be a high performer who has all the clarity in the world, but absolutely destroys and punishes their body on a daily basis because that's going to catch up with them and then they can't do the things anymore. That's right. Like They're all mastering these different areas. And another thing you said that I loved that I think is the reason so few people are high performers is because people want to go for the home run. They're sitting there as a dreamer, right? And this was me seven years ago. They're sitting there as a dreamer and they're thinking of the big picture thing that big break that you talked about, they're waiting for their pop sugar to call and say, Hey, you got the part. Yeah. But what they're not willing to do or accept and why they are not yet living in high performance is because the way you become a high performer is not hitting the home run. It's getting on base. It's doing the thing that moves the needle 1%, which is not sexy, which is not fun, (laughs) which is not, Anything but habit and showing up and consistency. So when you said, just pick that one thing that would improve your health and your energy and do it every day for 30 days, you're not going to feel the whole world shift. You're not going to get your big break by doing that. But that is what high performance is. It's those little seemingly insignificant things that you adopt and you're willing to do each day. No one's giving you a trophy for it. No one's coming and saying, hey, Anna, great job. You did your breathing exercises this morning and I noticed that you stretched too. That's that's great. (laughs) You're going to get a prize for that. It's the little stuff that's going to set you apart from the pack. Mm -hmm. And that's why you are where you are today is because you understand that and you embrace that. And it's like my dream for every listener of this show or every person that I get to help through my online courses or membership sites or whatever else through social media. That clicks for them, and that they're mm-hmm. willing to show up even in the moments where no one's seeing what they're doing, and they're willing to stay consistent for the long term because that is what is going to get them to a purpose-driven yeah. life. So, yeah, um, I, it yeah. resonates.
1: So, yeah, we're on the same page. And and if they can, you know, work on that clarity, some people are afraid to dream. I find that too often when you ask somebody what they. Envision for themselves what they envision for their life, even what, what would be your dream life. They haven't actually done the work to think about that, they haven't manifested it in their minds. What What is the fear? Like, what do you have to lose? You just as like, just make some shit up. Who cares? Right? Like, what would you think would be your dream life in reality, though? In, in a reality of life, right? Not just mm-hmm. like, oh, I would go lay on a beach forever. I'm like, no, 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 no. in reality, what does your dream day look like? And why why be afraid to dream about that? What do you have to lose? But do the work, get clear on what matters and what you want things to look like. Take care of yourself and then just start chipping away because if you know what that end looks like, then every day you take those steps to become the person you need to become, like you said, in order to have that. That doesn't just happen. You have to become the person that has that. And it, it is, it's all those little things built together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so powerful and such a testament to why you are where you are, because you've been willing to do those things. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so I wanna real quick kind of just speak to and kind of unpack the concept of people who are in the influencer space. Cause I feel like like that was you with Pop Sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, you were yeah. you were an influencer with a platform that wasn't your own.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I see that a lot and I've worked with different influencers and moved them, helped them move. I haven't moved them. They've made the choices to do the things to move themselves from an influencer with a big following and a big platform to an impactor. Someone who's making that impact Mm -hmm. outside of just this platform that could be ripped out from under them. And they're no longer just advertising someone else's products or trading dollars for hours, but they're leaving their mark on the world. What would you tell someone or, you know, that piece of advice that you would give someone who's in that influencer space who hasn't, it hasn't fully occurred to them that one, they're running a risky business because it's not stable. Like it's not secure. It's vulnerable. And two, questioning them a little bit, pushing them saying, are you really living your high performance purpose-driven life or have you found your niche and you have a lot of people following you and you're making decent money? Like, could there be something more? How would you push that person and say, Hey, use that platform you have and step into something bigger?
1: Mm, Yeah. Because no one's ever going to take that step. No one's ever going to make that choice to get out of the comfort zone, Mm -hmm. if you will. If they don't have a bigger reason why to get out of the comfort zone, right? You always have to have that bigger reason why it's important to make that decision. And unfortunately, some people just don't. Either they don't or they haven't done the work to freaking discover it, right? They're being comfortable, they're sitting back and in the routine that they're not doing any of the work that looks outside the routine that says, what else? What is the big vision? What is the legacy I want to leave behind? How do I really want to serve? If I could do it in a bigger way, what does that look like? And unfortunately, it takes time and it takes effort to step out of the comfort zone of your normal routine and look at something more and look Mm -hmm. at what would make a bigger difference in the world. And if you want to do that, And so that's like journaling activities. And that's actually like dreaming bigger. And that's looking at your impact and saying, is this enough? Right. And saying, I want to do more. I want to create a bigger impact. It's not for everybody. And I truly believe that there are some people that are better off working for someone else than they are becoming their own leader and their own influencer out there in the world. That's why there's not that many. There really aren't that big, that many big influencers out there making a big difference, but those that are are loving it. Mm-hmm. because that's in their DNA. It is in them to want to go beyond the comfort zone. But you're not ready to go outside the comfort zone until you start working on yourself until you start looking within and looking at how you can improve yourself. And once you start working on you, you start learning more you start realizing that you have more to offer and you start understanding the world in a different way. And that's what happened for me. I literally just said, God, I wanted to be this person. I wanted to have this show. I wanted to be on the next biggest loser. I wanted to be like the next Jane Fonda. And then I looked at myself and I was like, who are you to want that? Who are you right now that could get on Oprah? and talk about living that healthy life, what would you say? How would you say it? And I realized that I didn't have that yet. I didn't have it in me. I wasn't ready. And so I had to start working on myself. I had to start developing what it is that I wanted to do and what I wanted to share. And as I did, that's what drove me to want to do more and create more. So I believe that if you're that person right now living in the comfortable routine, you got to shake it up. You got to ask yourself some tough questions. You got to dig a little deeper in yourself, find a reason why it matters more to serve more, to give more, to do more. If it's not there, stay comfortable. (laughs) But if it is there, then overcome the fear and do it. Because then you got to work on mastering the mind. And that's Mm -hmm. the next step.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So inspiring to think about those people who still have yet to take that leap, but they will. And it's going to change everything. Yeah. And before we wrap things up, we have a lot of moms that will listen. Mm, And I think sometimes it's it's hard as a mom, you know, you, how old is Luca now? How many months? Six months. Six months. Wild. Goes so fast.
1: So fast. So
0: fast. So, you know, as a, mompreneur and Mm -hmm. a pretty new one. Like, what is that transition like? Like, what are some things that you've had to do or overcome or kind of shift the narrative to realize like being a mom, whether it's a one kid or 10 kids, Mm -hmm. it might make it harder to show up for the daily stuff. It might make it it harder to be in a routine or to focus solely on your business, but it absolutely won't stop you if you want it. So how have you transitioned into motherhood as someone who's also running a big business?
1: Yeah. I was mentally ready for motherhood, but I had no idea really what it would require. Like you don't know, right? New moms, if you haven't had your first child yet, you're in for a bigger surprise than you even think is coming. But here's the thing that I can share. And this is how I managed it. And this is what I think is really, really important for moms out there. If you right now are living in a world of chaos, a world of stress, in a world of, well, let me just say a lack of self-care, you're going to find it very difficult to do anything besides just stay above water. Mm -hmm. So I know that going into motherhood as a high-performance woman, I had to step up. I mean, I literally had that edge on people because I knew that knew how to take care of myself. I know how to manage my, my stress. And I live a pretty organized life because I am a high performer. I'm, I'm productive. I've got a schedule. I know how to set my planner. I do things, but then there's motherhood. Then there's like random and this and that, and you can't predict and all these things. So I'm like, Oh crap. Right. So then I believe that if you can get your self-care in order and you do have somewhat of a, of a routine on managing your stress and energy, then you say, okay, you know what now I need? Now I have to have more acceptance, right? Now I have to have more patience, not just with others, but with myself, because there are days when I can't do it all. And there are most days I can't do it all. I decide on the one or two things that I need to do. And that's what I focus on. And it's like, it's a different kind of process. Whereas before when it was just me, I would be like packing it in. I'd be like all in. I got all this stuff to do. I'm going to go hard and I don't care how late I'm them up and stuff. But now it's like, no, you got to accept that you're no longer that person. You're this new person that has new roles and you've got a new role that's one of the best, best and hardest that you'll ever have. So accept that role. Don't fight it. Don't despise it. I know there's moms that like, you know, they, they start to feel very despiteful and they, and they start to feel a little bit trapped. It's like, no, you've got to accept that role, live in it, step into it, love it. But then also understand that other things are going to need to be sacrificed. You've got to have less of this expectation and just know that if you can give yourself small wins, then you're still moving. So set those small wins in your life, accept yourself, accept your role. And I believe that that's really going to help people find a good flow. And that's all you're looking for. You're not looking to master everything tomorrow. You're not looking to accomplish the world today. You're like, can I get into a flow? Can I get into a rhythm? It's going to get thrown off track. Then you're going to have to create a new rhythm and a new flow. But if you're accepting that and you're flexible, you're going to survive and you're going to enjoy it. Because I find that every day that I'm living with joy, my baby's happier, my husband's happier, I'm happier, and life is happier. And really, what is all your work for if you're not enjoying your daily life? The daily life is what matters. So find your flow, find your joy, do what you got to do to get those two things, and everything else will fall into place, I believe.
0: Ah. Oh. That is just so beautifully put. And honestly, what I yeah. needed to hear today after oh, okay. being, um, I don't even know what day of the week is today. What's I know. Today? Whatever <laughs> today <Tuesday>. is. <laughs> yeah. So tomorrow, our daughter is three weeks old and I feel like I'm starting to get ants in my pants of like right. the first two weeks. It was like bliss, home, baby only focus. But then I'm like, but I have this project and I want to do this thing and I have this vision of this being done before (laughs) the end of the year. And it's like accepting this season of life I'm in and appreciating this blessing and also stop fighting for balance.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't have to be a perfect balance. It doesn't have to be, oh, well, you know, I feel like I'm spending all of my time, you know, nursing the baby and being with the baby and I have to spend half of my time in work. No, it doesn't have to be a balance all the time. So that, that mm-hmm. I feel like that's just grace. Like you're just giving yourself grace through this process, talk. and I love that. And I'm awesome. truly needed to hear it today. So I'm <laughs> thankful you said it. And I know there are plenty of it's listeners amazing. that need it too. So
1: and I'm glad we had that conversation because it also reiterates it in my own mind. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? And it's we all been. Need to be reminded. It's been so awesome watching you step into motherhood, like oh, so awesome. You. you do it. You do it so well and so beautifully. And you're so real. Like I've seen you share the moments that it's not all like butterflies and rainbows. There are some really <laughs> tough things. And like you said, like you might get in a flow and then realize the next day that flow is right. to change and it's hard. <laughs> and it's not about you, just you anymore. Like you're you're shifting into this selfless, giving, loving mother Mm -hmm. first. And it's been so, so cool to watch you and cheer you on in that process and be inspired by how you're doing it. So well done, mama.
1: Oh, thanks, Liz. I appreciate that mama. Coming from an (laughs) experienced mom like yourself. I
0: (laughs) I feel like I blinked and, and motherhood, you know, (laughs) like steamrolled me over with three children in a few years. So I don't know how that happened, but (laughs) it's all a gift and it's so awesome. Such an honor having you on. And I would love for you to tell our listeners where the best places to find you are and, you know, how they could have the chance to work with you because I know they, a lot of them would be really excited for that opportunity. So, so hit us where, uh, where they can stock you out.
1: Yeah, I really love offering my five-day high-performance mastery course. It's a free five-day course that really dives more into the big five high-performance pillars that I love getting people's like kind of like mouth wet with. Because mm-hmm. if you love those five, you're gonna want more, and you're gonna want to keep digging. And it gives you so much value to work on yourself with those five. So go to Instagram, a Renderer, and go to my link in my bio. Click on five-day high-performance mastery. You can also visit com, my website, because that has all the other energy and, and high performance tools that you can get from me. And that's where you can find me. Instagram and my website is usually best.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And I've said this to Vito many times before, but I feel like you've bought your one-way ticket to heaven tolerating Vito as a husband. So <laughs> that, that deserves accolades and congratulations alone. So good job on that.
1: Oh, he knew you were going to make fun of him somewhere. He'll I couldn't
0: go a <laughs> whole episode without saying something derogatory about yeah. Vito. It just yeah. wouldn't be right. And people have to make sure to go back and check out episode 10 that we did with Vito because as much as yes. I hate to admit it, he brought a tremendous amount of value. And I feel like it, it so beautifully fits with what we talked about today, monetizing yeah. your following and really branching out and, and building out Structure in your business that's going to reward you financially and keep you secure and everything. So, yeah,
1: there's a reason I married him.
0: <laughs> yes, we just haven't figured out what it is yet. <laughs> well, today, yeah, it was so awesome having you on, Anna, and we're so grateful for you. And uh, we'd love to have you back anytime. Thanks, girl. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today.